Hello everyone, Philip here, Speaking Software. This is your one-stop podcast for everything to do with soft skills in technology. I've been writing software since 2010, and let me tell you, I've pretty much seen it all. I'm here to share my wisdom with you to help you succeed in the software industry. Folks, I'd like to welcome you to a mini-series I'm starting based on handling knowledge gaps on a development team. This is part one of three, and I hope you enjoy. Now, whether you're an engineering manager, a lead or senior, or honestly, just any level of developer, knowing the issues that teams face can help you actively work to avoid them. Issues can come down to a lot of things like company culture, interpersonal issues, communication problems, team experience. And to be honest, there is a myriad of rabbit holes you can dive down there. In my personal experience, though, when you really, really deep dive into the issues that plague a team, the root cause will nearly always raise its many heads as the horrible hydra of knowledge gaps. Today we're going to discuss knowledge gaps and their three types, and in the episodes two and three of this mini-series, we'll then talk about ways of how to mitigate them and ensure that you are not going to be hit by them. So, knowledge gaps. It is natural to have different levels of knowledge and specialization in a team, especially given that you're going to have developers with different years experience, different types of experience, they'll come from different walks of life, and they'll come from different learning paths. So maybe they'll have a degree like a Kamsai degree or a master's. You might have other people that have gone to a boot camp or accelerator course. And then of course, you're going to have other developers who are totally self-taught. Now, all of these paths are totally valid. And it's natural that there's going to be a difference in abilities and knowledge throughout your individual team members. If anything, this sort of thing will actually give a team strength diversity in their knowledge, their experience, their abilities. However, issues arise when there are holes in the knowledge in regards to things that they actually should really know. And these holes can generally fall into one of three categories. The first is framework and tooling. The second would be the problem domain. And the third that causes issues would be roles and responsibilities. So let's dive into those. We said the first is framework and tooling. Now, you might have developers in your team who might not actually know the full extent of what their chosen language, framework, or tooling can actually do for them. And this can lead to an awful lot of reinventing the wheel in the most awful fashion, very confusing or duplicate code, code that's just copy and pasted from a load of different random sources, very poorly performing solutions, and worst of all, an awful lot of expense, both time-wise and cost-wise later on, because a, that code is going to have to go through the code review process multiple passes. And what happens is that a senior or staff level engineer is just going to need to waste a ridiculous amount of time trying to instruct these developers on things that they should already know. And then B, that code will inevitably end up being refactored or rewritten. And that's just a significant amount of developer hours lost pointlessly. The next type of knowledge gap can be the product domain or the problem domain. Now, issues stemming from this type of gap can be very hard to find and diagnose until it's too late. So let me give an example. If you are part of a fintech team or you run a fintech team and you have a member who doesn't know how to effectively implement audit trails or is doing something really silly like using floating point math for their calculations, that's not a great position to be in. That opens you up to a ton of problems. And likewise, if you are in Europe and you're working in marketing and say you have people on your team who don't know about GDPR, this can result in all sorts of trouble and all sorts of fines and a whole host of headaches. <laughs> the issue with this kind of knowledge gap is that the problems are often not discovered until well after a solution is deployed. 
And what happens is either your client finds the issue, and this can happen after, you know, multiple rounds of testing, and, and obviously they're quite angry. Or even worse, one of their clients finds the issue when it's live. It's a mess, right? This results in an awful lot of backtracking, running through emails, checking commits, finger pointing, and remember the finger always points downwards, blaming, and then just an all-round horrible rigmarole that you really do not want to go through. Even if there's no direct financial implication in terms of like fines or fiscal loss, for your clients, you are going to be hit with a massive goodwill hit. And that can be almost impossible to recover from. If a client doesn't trust your deliveries or your output or members of your team, that can be the death knell for what might actually be a really great product or a really great team that just should have been trained better. The third and final type of knowledge gap I'd like to discuss is knowledge gaps within the team and it's with every individual member's duties, roles, and responsibilities. Now you may have mid-level developers on your team who are not actively contributing to documentation, comments, and diagrams because they don't know that they have to. They were never explicitly told. Now you as a lead or as a staff or senior engineer, you, know, you might not have time to constantly check in to see what everybody's doing. There can of course be the correct expectation that your mid-level developers should be writing docs as they're going. You know, that's a part of the development process, even if it's not as closely scrutinized as the actual software or technical deployment part, but it can be a blow to discover that this has not been happening. And it's usually only discovered at the worst moment. It's usually when someone leaves and you're left with a critical release that has to go out or a critical bug that has to be fixed. And then you discover that there's no comments, there's no docs, there's no workflow diagrams, and there's no hope, basically. <laughs> Likewise, you might have you know, staff or senior level engineers in your team who are not actually actively mentoring your juniors or mids because they haven't been explicitly told it's part of their job. Sounds stupid, but I have seen it everywhere I have worked. And the problem with this is this means they're not making time for this task and it flies under the radar because at the time they should be mentoring people is instead being used for active development. And nobody is going to question if a high-performing senior developer should direct their attention elsewhere. <laughs> you may run or, or be on a team that has a high velocity of deliverability and, you know, at first glance, you don't see these problems or, you know, you just don't give them credence. Maybe they don't apply to you. This is extremely common in development teams in smaller, medium businesses or, you know, teams with a startup mindset. And I would really like to offer a warning here that pretty much every single team I've either seen or been on where these have not been taken seriously has always gotten a heavy smack from reality at the worst possible moment. It's the stuff that staff will just actively walk out over and you do not want to be the one left holding the bag. It's not all doom and gloom though. In the next two episodes, we will discuss how to remove all those pesky knowledge gaps, how to mitigate that risk, and how to supercharge your team's ability to both deliver quickly and in confidence. Don't miss out. Folks, that's all we have time for for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Just remember that a like, comment, share, or subscribe goes a very, very long way to help me keep this going. As always, you can check out our website, www.speakingsoftwareshow.com, where we have all of the episode transcripts, as well as some bonus blog posts. In addition, you are more than welcome to reach out to me directly via email, speakingsoftwareshow at gmail.com, and I'd be more than happy to hear how I can get you into a place of success in your software career. Folks, we have been Speaking Software. Catch you next time. <laughs>